Thank you for joining us for this episode of Corkscrews and Contracts. I'm Wyatt Wallace. And I'm Jennifer Hamrick. And boy, do we have an episode. I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. Uh, we have quite a guest. Investments, money, all the good things coming up. But first, Jennifer, what are we sipping on? We are drinking Prophecy. It is a red blend, and it is from Washington, California area. Oh, fun. So, Fantastic. Do this. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a well-rounded blend. It is. I'm glad it was recommended. Right on. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, great. Hannah Sled is a financial advisor with the Legend Group in Nashville, Tennessee. She is a certified financial planner and certified retirement education specialist. She's also a real estate investor. Hannah Sled, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. So, what is the one thing that you think our listeners need to know about what you do? So, I'm a financial advisor. I work with people's money, the fun stuff. Hey! (laughs) Also, one of the most difficult topics to talk about. Boo! (laughs) People like talking about making money. They don't like to talk about budgeting their money Mm. and how to save money so that they can make money. Yeah. yeah. So Most true. important thing to know about what I do is it all revolves around education. Huh. Mm-hmm. I think some yeah. people get embarrassed too to talk about that with people. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That is the number one thing I run into. No matter how much money you have, people are always uncomfortable talking about it. They either feel like they have too much and they feel guilty, which is one thing I see, or that they don't have enough and then they feel really bad because they haven't saved enough. Mm-hmm. But it's never too late to start saving and start investing, and there's always time to make money. <laughs> what is the get too much feel guilty? <laughs> I don't know. I'm and okay that varies that. for each person. Yeah, I think that's where we all want to get. <laughs> yes. But that is something I see a lot. You know, they've done really well in life, either through inheritance or through their own personal gain through working. Mm. And they do, they feel like they need to be doing more with their money, giving back more, which we work with a lot of charitable planning, or they feel like they haven't done enough for extended family. So that's something I see a lot. Okay. Wow. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Really We're all going to get there, guys. There we go. Yeah. With your, yeah. There that's, we go. Thank you. 2020 goals. Oh, <laughs> yes. Wow. So you, you hail from the state of Alabama. Oh, yes. Yeah. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's great. And both of your parents uh, worked in space. They did. Well, not oh, okay. in space. Oh, come on, Let's man. Not them too- no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, they did both work for NASA. Yeah. My mom is retiring tomorrow. Just told you guys. So they worked for NASA. It was really interesting. So I got their love of numbers. Not mm-hmm. so much the love of science, though. Okay. My brother got all of that. He's the doctor in the family, so we let him do the science part. Whoa. <laughs> worked out? Yeah, worked out. I got the numbers. He got the science. We got the good stuff. Um, Congratulations yeah. to your mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited for her. But no, and it was awesome. Seeing them work so hard at what they do and love what they do, it really instilled this worth ethic in me to really strive and do more and be, be a boss. Be a boss. Be a boss, yeah. 
Networth Realty of Nashville is growing wealth in Tennessee by providing people across the Nashville metropolitan area with the tools and expertise they need to succeed in the residential real estate market. Their specialists understand the ins and outs of Nashville and are experts at locating undervalued properties in the city's most desirable neighborhoods. That's Networth Realty of Nashville, 615-823-2777. So we heard your story about how you got started. Mm-hmm. Can you share some of that story? Parts of it. Parts I of will it? share. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully it's the good parts. Oh, yeah. It's the, the good, good stuff. parts. The good uh, stuff. Yeah, on this part, it's the good stuff. <laughs> yes, all the good stuff. Some of the good stuff. Okay. Some stories we'll tell later. Mm. I got started as an independent advisor with a small boutique, we'll call it, firm in firm? Atlanta. <laughs> they are no longer around. Oh. Great firm, though. Great learning experience and a lot of good people, good connections. I was young advisor, started at 21 in this business, cold calling 300 dials a day. Wow. You could not leave your desk until those 300 dials were made. It was tough. Yeah. But it was fun. We had some fun <laughs> along the way. Thanks. So you just like pick up the phone book and just be yep. like... I had a business directory. And then once I finished that, I went to the personal pages and just started dialing individuals. Wow. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of angry people on the phone. Especially <laughs> early in the morning, late at night. But some interesting people. And we did bring in accounts that way. It's incredible mm-hmm. that it worked. And it did. The industry's changed a little bit since then. Okay. So we don't do too much of that anymore. But I was independent for a while. Then I went to J.P. Morgan and worked there. It was awesome. Incredible experience. I loved my team there. Great guys. And we focused on ultra high net worth individuals, mainly on estate planning, charitable gift planning, financial planning, investment planning, retirement planning. We didn't do too much from a cash flow standpoint there. Cash flow is pretty well taken care of, but that is where I started getting into real estate investing. Before we get too far, yeah, ultra high net worth individuals, can you define that for us? I'm kind of excited. It depends. <laughs> I can't exactly. It okay. depends on the team. Okay. Example. Um, what is the biggest yacht that you have heard of? Ooh. <laughs> I do have an interesting yacht story that I can share later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That reminds me. Um, but yes, there are some yachts. There were some boats involved, but um, wow. yeah, a lot of fancy fun, people. Fun things. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't give out exact numbers, but yeah. wow. ultra high net worth. Okay, I would honestly. I mean, it's almost like Batman. Like I wouldn't want you to give out the identity. You know? Yeah, that's no. true. I mean, Bruce Wayne's a big deal. Big deal. <laughs> also, an Avenger fighting crime. And there we need go. to have some separation on there. Yeah. I think it's defined as what we're looking for for 2020 to where we start to feel guilty about the money we have. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I think, you know what? I like that. And it does depend somewhat because you do end up working with some family and friends as referrals, but you really focus on that ultra high net worth. We did a lot of hedge funds, private equity. So for that, you have to be an accredited investor, have a certain amount in assets, a certain income. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a little more strict around your guidelines of investing. Got 12 months, Wyatt. 12 months. Let's 12 do it. Months. 20 is our year, guys. Man. 12 months. So a little bit about real estate. Yes. What is it that excites you about real estate and how, how that can help with being in the investment field? It's so many things. It's another asset class. It helps you diversify your portfolio. It 
can be income generating, which is incredible. Mm. It's a way to build up equity, which is always nice. That being said, you can also over leverage yourself uh-huh. and become cash poor. Get a little bit too much tied up into real estate. But it is fantastic from an income generation standpoint when you're looking at rental properties, either short term or long term, which you guys know more about that than I do. <laughs> we do dabble. We do. <laughs> Just dabble a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before somebody does a real estate transaction to ensure they can't, they don't go cash poor, mm-hmm. is that something they can come talk to you about? Definitely. I always look at cash flow planning. So if a client has a goal of buying a new house or a second home, vacation home, rental property, whatever type of property they're looking at, we take a look at their existing expenses, their income coming in, their current assets, because we may need to look at annuitizing some of those if they already have a good bit in cash, and we plan for what that future purchase looks like. So it sounds like you're going to do what the bank is going to do, but you're not going to be mean about it. I'm not going to be mean about it. (laughs) And I'll give them a general guidance. I'm not going to say, no, you don't qualify or you qualify. I give them a general guidance of kind of what values they could start looking at and what works with their other goals as well. The bank is going to look at that one asset in particular. I'm going to look at the whole picture. Just as the successes are great, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's nice to know what happens uh, that creates a speed bump in the road. And that does happen. So you have to plan for speed bumps. I love when I look at some financial charts that just show this crazy upward trend. And we've all seen it. The hockey Mm -hmm. stick. It just goes way up. Your projections (laughs) are growing each and every year. And that's never going to happen. (laughs) Really? So negative. (laughs) Now, I'll never say never. Okay. Never say never. But typically, it does not happen. You need to plan for those speed bumps. The market's going to go up, it's going to go down, and that's any market. That's equity, real estate, bond market, interest rates, whatever you're looking at. You need to plan for those speed bumps, and that's why having a full financial plan, looking at the whole picture rather than just one portion, really helps you plan for that. Another thing I see is when people try to time the market. That's my favorite. (laughs) Because you can't. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, if you're a long-term investor, you're going to need to stay in the market and stick with it, follow the ups and downs, and you'll end up doing okay over the long run. If you focus on that short-term run of, okay, the market's up today, I should sell everything and get out, we're at all-time highs, but do you really need that right now? Or if the market starts to tank and people panic, that's another time I see a lot of people sell, and then they end up losing a lot. And chances are you would have been better off just sticking in it, riding the wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, there have been, I mean, this has been a really long bull market that yes. we've had. Very long. I mean, you know, historical standards long. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every every year or so someone goes, oh, it's the end. And then there's some crazy feeling like, oh, we, there, there's going to be a pullback. There's going to be. And sure enough, if you don't have someone that has some kind of a, um, a light that can be shown mm-hmm. or, hey, here's a plan, we wrote it together, we should stick to it, then yeah. you, you can be trapped in that Exactly. Easily. It becomes very emotional. And I see it a lot with individual investors, more so than institutional side. Individual investors are so quick to act on that emotion. When the market tanks, they want to get out. When it's up, they're happy. 
they don't want to get into any other assets. They want to stay in the market. Mm -hmm. That's not always the best option because we are human. We're tied to our emotions. That's one place where it's great to use these new tools that we have, like artificial intelligence, machine learning, all of these neural networks that can act and trade for us, and they take that emotion out. It's really fascinating what technology can do now with the financial markets. But that being said, having an advisor to guide you through those emotional times, talk you through it, show you your plan, going through it, saying, okay, we're in this for the long run, it gives you that peace of mind. You can almost forget what the market does day to day. And yes, you may need to make adjustments to asset classes as you go throughout your plan and as the market moves up and down, but you're in it for the long run. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. We ask everybody that comes on the show. Funny, scary stories. We love to hear them. And I'm sure you have just as many as we do. I have some good ones. <laughs> so, I do have some good ones. Please share. <laughs> Let's see. Probably my favorite story. And one reason it's important to work with a financial advisor. I had a client. I won't say where and I won't say who. We were reviewing his beneficiaries on his retirement account. That's one thing I like to do with clients when we meet one of the first times because a lot of beneficiaries can be outdated. Mm-hmm. So we're going over his beneficiaries, looking at some documents from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit outdated, possibly. I mean, not always. Some people, you know, they have the same family structure they had in 97. Mm-hmm. Looking at his beneficiaries, and I show him his current primary beneficiary. If anything were to happen to him at that moment, 100% of his retirement account would go to this person. He looks at it and he goes, huh, that was three ex-wives ago. (laughs) (laughs) So we got his primary beneficiary updated ASAP that day and he was taken care of. But it was scary because if anything Mm -hmm. happened, all of that money that he really wanted going to his current wife and then to his kids, his family, would have all gone to his ex-wife. It would have caused major family major and that does that happens a lot yes it happens all the time so it's important to stay on top of your financial Mm -hmm. matters which is tough to do because we don't always like looking at it or dealing with it Mm -hmm. and we just don't have time for it but make that a priority in 2020 check your beneficiaries on all of your Mm -hmm. accounts make sure it's your current spouse (laughs) (laughs) if that's what you want that may not be what everyone wants Right? Yeah. I have been saying for months that I want it to change mm-hmm. mine, and I have not done it. I just put it on the back burner. I'm like, it's fine. It, one day I'll change it. Exactly. And I need to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Make that a goal this week. <laughs> because anything, you know, you never know when something's happening or things could change yeah. in a second. Well, and I know the person that's my beneficiary will take care of everything, mm-hmm. but it's just, I prefer, I think, that to change now. And it typically takes about five minutes to update, yeah. if less. <laughs> Do you remember that story about the woman that left money to her dog? Yes. Whatever happened with her? What? You no. Know? I, I don't know if the dog's still alive. Like millions or, to her Yes, dog. so you can have a pet trust. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ah. You can leave money to a trust for your pet. Now that it has a human that controls the money, yeah, but it's still for the beneficiary of the pet. I don't know what happened to her. That oh, dog was yeah. very old, and she was very old, so I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know if either one of them are still living, but if they are, I hope they're doing well out there. So yes, that and that's another interesting topic of estate planning. If you really love your pet, 
there are things that you can do to set them up for life and the best doggy <laughs> daycare possible. Man, you could be the next four years of your life, little guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Live it to the fullest. Yeah. This podcast makes me feel like I'm the I was the worst dog mom. <laughs> <laughs> From two episodes ago to this one, you know. Do you need a Petra setter? <laughs> no, no, no. I outlived, fortunately. Aww. So, Aww. Fortunately. <laughs> yes, just about anything you want done can be done, estate planning wise. Wow. Mm-hmm. What would you say if someone wanted to do what you do? Where should they start? They should start by really developing an interest for finance, Mm -hmm. but most importantly for people. So yes, I deal with numbers all day and spreadsheets and that's a big part of it, but really developing a true interest in humans Mm -hmm. and human nature because so much of finance is the emotion side, which we've talked about some, Mm -hmm. the behavioral finance side, which is becoming larger and larger within the finance realm. It's really getting to know people, mm-hmm. how they react to things, and how you can help them with their reactions. So it's really more about people and psychology than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. The house is on fire, and you say, hey, maybe just one room is on fire. We, yeah. don't, we don't have to knock down the whole house. Or let's put out this fire. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how we can and do it. And then rebuild. And wow. that's a lot of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And it's fun. It is really fun. Now, there are, it's a tough business to be in. It really is. It's tough to get mm-hmm. started because you start at zero. Yeah. And it is very tough. I told you guys my story about cold calling. It was tough. It was not fun. And really, well, some of it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It was, a, it was tough. It was a grind. It was a struggle for years. But you have to see the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that you're doing it for a reason and you really have to have a heart for what you're doing. Yeah. I would think you would really have to have a passion for it mm-hmm. to sit there and do 300 calls a day and not be able to move <laughs> until you're done. It wasn't all bad. Though. It was fun. Yeah. Ugh, wow. That's awesome. And uh, gosh, we always like to look forward too. So. Is there something you see coming? Down, you, you mentioned some neural networks and uh, yes. uh, computer learning. Where does that go in the next 20 years? Mm-hmm. So it's already gone some pretty cool places. The yeah. firm I'm with now, we have a neural network that manages money, and it's incredible. It's incredibly accurate. It's an incredible tool. It's a huge resource. That's one of the reasons I'm with the firm I'm with now is because they offer that to clients. <sighs> really really interesting story Um, I also see the financial industry going more towards education not so much being the Wizard of Oz behind a curtain Mm -hmm. opening it up to the common investor allowing them to have all these resources so that they can educate themselves and not rely on someone else's guidance all the time now that being said I think financial financial advisors will always add value Mm -hmm. because we are experts in that field but I think there are so many resources out there now and there will be even more in the future to really help people and help people make smart choices when choosing their financial advisors Mm -hmm. also the industry had a bad name for a while Mm -hmm. and for a good reason there were a lot of scam artists out there and they've really cleaned up and it's it's tough we are highly regulated Mm -hmm. lots of rules Mm -hmm. but for a reason and it keeps the good guys in place and doing what they're doing and it weeds out all the bad guys 
Very cool. Very interesting. Can you define neural network for us? Mm -hmm. So neural network, it's through, combines artificial intelligence and computer learning to watch the market, watch economic data. It feeds through that at a crazy, crazy speed, faster than humans could ever. Wow. It's taking in all of these data points, sorting through it and making educated decisions based on fact rather than that emotion side that humans have. Oh. It's pretty cool. Oh. It does a lot of neat things. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Batman. Yes. And it provides for a little bit different take on money management than a lot of other firms offer because it does have that differentiator. We have that cool, we don't have a human. Mm -hmm. We do have a human that fact checks it. But we don't have a human managing everything. That emotion side taken out, it is purely based on numbers and data. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Which, from humans, we watch a lot of TV. We see all of these different financial networks talking about, oh, the market's up today. It's doing fantastic. Everyone wants to put their money in then. Or mm -hmm. it's going down the next day. Everyone pulls out. And they're just people talking on the TV. It's, it is TV. It's entertainment. Mm -hmm. So people listen to that and they really get concerned about the market or overexcited, whereas this neural network can provide some constant guidance. Mm -hmm. I find that that is uh, almost like it, it's built into the fabric of a town like New York, mm -hmm. uh, lived there for a summer, and down near Wall Street and the whole bit, and the CNBC and Fox Business are running all the time. Yes. Because you, go to, you go to a restaurant, running. Mm -hmm. You go to the gym, running. And in a way, um, it's it's not shocking headlines like it would be here. Yeah. They just go, you know, we're just constantly with it. So so it's just, I don't know, it's more like a, almost if you're in the music industry here. Yes. You go, oh, that's yes, just a musician. Yes. You know, I, there's lots of them around. It's almost more a way of life there. Yes. Yeah. But for the rest of the country, mm -hmm. when when we see red on the screen, we freak out. But for there, yeah. there's differentiation. There's mood changes, and there's oh, and and that's that's John. He's gonna run the company. No big deal. Exactly. And you're in it every day. You almost become numb to it in a way. Mm -hmm. You're getting so much of that financial information that you you're not blocking it out, but you're almost you're not taking everything so seriously. Yeah which is really with a lot of those TV shows. And I love some of those. They are fantastic. And some are really great from an educational standpoint. Mm -hmm. They do put a lot of emotion into it. They over-dramatize everything because that is that's what it is. It's TV. <laughs> so I like Wall Street Journal seems to be pretty good. That's where I get a lot of my information. And oh. They just have some good financial articles. Uh, there are a lot of great sources online, too, as far as financial planning goes. Mm -hmm. CNBC does have some great sources online. Um, you have to be careful about some of their swings. They're up one day really high and down a lot the next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there, other than reviewing those, for like young people, early 20s, just getting their life started and they want to know more about or better understand? Yes. I mean, other than just relying on coming to like you and talking to you about mm -hmm. it, but they can kind of do more research on their own. Is there anywhere else they should go besides those? So there are some great financial literacy education sites. Mm -hmm. I have access to a lot of those. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe they can even contact you directly. Yeah, contact me, and I can give you access to whatever you want. (laughs) Whatever you want to know. There we go. (laughs) Because it's hard when you're just getting started to understand what to do. Investopedia is a good one. I will say that. Investopedia is great as far as looking up a term and knowing what it means. The tricky thing with finance and investment planning is that everything means something different to everyone. Mm -hmm. There's no one-size-fits-all. There is no... Okay, this we'll take this cookie cutter approach and just apply it across the board. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Every single situation's different. So I tailor my approach to every client, and we really look at things differently each time. So the resources depend on that too, okay. and what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. so it's probably easy for someone to get um, caught up in thinking that that this is the right thing for them or that they're they're not doing well because they read mm-hmm. something almost like a go online and now I find that I have, you know, uh, jaundice or something, but it's really exactly, just... Exactly, exactly. It's kind of like WebMD, but for fine. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what I see happen a lot. People will tell me, I get calls all the time, I read about this stock in... Some, on some site today. And typically it's one. I won't name which one. <laughs> but I get calls all the time. And they're like, I read about this stock. Can we buy some? I said, okay, now where did you hear about this? Why do you think it's a good fit? And now if they're generally interested in it, sure, go ahead. Let's, let's put a small portion. But I do. I see people all the time get really excited about an idea and want to put all of their money into that idea. No. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> it's good to diversify. It's good to be smart about your money. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being with thank us today. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. This is fun. services offered through Lincoln Investment or Capital Analysts Registered Investment Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Investment, Broker Dealer, Member FINRA SIPC.